And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey guys, I hope you're having an awesome day today. Today I wanted to spend a few minutes with y'all and and share a little bit about one of the lessons that I learned pretty early on, and I didn't realize how how lucky I was to learn this lesson so early. Um, it's become, it's actually come up a few times where um, I've watched this lesson kind of be like not followed, and not because the person wanted to not follow it, but because they didn't know. And I actually thought this was totally second, you know, like, like secondhand, or not secondhand knowledge, but like back of your hand knowledge. And I, as I've been thinking about it, I'm like, okay, I was taught this at a young age in network marketing when I was super impressionable. And I basically spent my whole career knowing this because I was taught it so early on. But most of us don't have that, uh, like we don't have that, that luxury or that luck of some of the teachers that I was <clears throat> blessed to have. Recently, I've been reflecting on, um, you know, like I referenced a lot of lessons from our original uh, mentors in network marketing. And I realized like, okay, while their tactics of recruiting were very outdated and in many ways I would call them dumb, their principles of leadership and growth were were spot on. And um, I draw from them all the time. And so I've given them a lot of credit over this, this show's life. Um, and I will continue to do that. But the lesson I want to bring up is that your job as an upline or even as a crossline of you know other people uh, on your uplines team is to raise belief. Okay, that's your number one job. And so, whenever you're with your downline, um, whenever you're with your crossline, your job is to leave them more belief filled about the business than before you were with them. And the reason I say this is because when I say that, my guess is you probably know that's true. You're like, oh, well, duh. But it's amazing how infrequently this happens. Um, so it's really easy to give your downline belief when everything's going good. That's really easy, right? It's kind of like being positive when everything's going good. Anyone can do it. Um, but when it becomes hard is if things are not going good, can you raise your downline's belief? And... Really what that means is whenever you're with them, you're helping them view the business as as a positive thing in their life. 
and helping them encourage them um, and things like that. And so what that means is you have to be up like all the time as a leader, you have to be up when they're down. You have to be up when they're up. And I know when I first heard that thinking back, I used to be like, Oh, well that's kind of ingenuine, right? That's not very, uh, it's not genuine, right? It, like no one is up all the time. And you know, from a non-leader perspective, I, I would agree with you. You know, you, you, you are, you have to be able to show, show your, your feelings and the fact that you're down and stuff. And that's still true as a leader, but you don't show those down, those down feelings to your team unless it's, unless it's, you're supposed to be. So like, for instance, it's good to be vulnerable. I've been very vulnerable on this podcast, um, throughout the, throughout the couple of years, very vulnerable. I've cried on the podcast, told you about our losses, um, you know, all these things, but I don't tell you about them when we're going through them. I tell you about them like maybe a day or two after, maybe when I've had some victory over them, or maybe if it's taken me a long time to get victory over it, I'll tell you it weeks or months after, or even years after. So when you're vulnerable, you, you wait till you have a victory before you share that stuff with your downline, because they're, they're leaning on you for belief. And so you don't want to be disingenuous or non-real, but you have to take responsibility for your emotions and the thing that's, things that you're going through because you are a leader. And by default, you have to be stronger than your team. And so I've noticed this recently in, in a few areas in our organization where someone who's in a position of leadership has not taken the responsibility to be a leader. And they've basically used their team as like a area to voice their own concerns or maybe their own um, issues, because it obviously brings them comfort, as it brings all of us comfort. And, you know, if they don't have someone coming up and cleaning up after them, which in both of the cases, I've thankfully been able to kind of help smooth that over. But if they didn't have that, like, they would have dropped a grenade in the center of their of their group. And it could be a t- slow, slow burn grenade, it could be a really bad grenade, both of these would have been slow burns, it wouldn't have been that big, that horrible of a deal. But these could be big problems if you compound them over time. And so when you take up a mantle of leadership and you take this extra responsibility, you have to recognize that that is what it is. It is extra responsibility. Most people don't get teams that follow them because they don't take the responsibility to be a really good performer and because they don't take the responsibility of being a leader. And being a leader means being up all the time. Now, doesn't mean you can't have your down moments. That's totally fine. I have mine. But I bring those down moments to my upline or to Ashley or to people that are literally like peers of mine, not to my downline. So like I'll give you an an example. Like recently we have had uh, issues with a certain part of our business and I've been having to talk about those issues with people in our internal rebels team and Ashley but I'm not bringing those issues to our downline because that would be stupid because they're leaning on me for leadership as their, as their rock in many ways in that, in the, in the business world in the business, in the business world in this business, like we are their leaders. And so we have to kind of be their rock and it would be a lot easier for us to kind of whine and complain to them or tell them how hard things can be. Um, because that's just easier, right? It takes no responsibility to do that. It just takes complaining. But I need to sort out my issues in closed doors with the other leaders and then come out with a unified message. And maybe the unified message is, hey, we're going to share these struggles right now because that's the right thing to do. 
But if we do that, at least we know why we're doing it. It's orchestrated. And we're going to leave them with an uptick on the belief scale. We're going to increase belief um, at the end of that communication rather than leave people scratching their heads. So hopefully I'm communicating this right. I know there can be a few ways that people can take this negatively. People can be like, oh, that's disingenuine. Or they can feel the crushing weight of leadership and not be ready for it. So I hope that I'm communicating this well for you to get it. Um, and I'll take responsibility if I'm not. So if you don't understand what I just said, you don't agree with it, just sit with it a while. Um, let it kind of fester in your mind. Um, I hope that I communicated it well enough, but, uh, know that it is probably the single like greatest lesson that I've ever learned in network marketing is, and probably even leadership in general. It is, it is your sole goal and responsibility to raise belief for your team, raise belief, period. That is your sole goal. So you have to filter your communication, filter your thoughts. Um, and that is why you may have heard the phrase that leadership is lonely or it's lonely at the top. It's not because few people get there, especially network marketing. And it's a free opportunity, right? Everyone can get to the top. Um, it's because you no longer can just pour your stuff out on anyone you want to. You have to be very responsible in your communication and when you communicate it. So anyway, hopefully that makes sense to you guys. Uh, I know that's kind of a quick and heavy episode, but um, very, very, very impactful for us. So uh, um, yeah, love you and appreciate you. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Thank <laughs> you.